That's gonna look awkward. What are you drinking right now? Got the light. The key lime in it. Oh, I see. So I'm savoring it. It's a key lime in it? You put key limes in it specifically? Like the little ass lime. Yeah, yeah, of course. About a bag of them. We ran out of the regular ass lime, so now I got key lime, baby. Make some pie out of that. No, key lime pie is disgusting. That's what I said. <laughs> Shit is gross. Jen was like, "Now, nah. well, Jen and another white girl at work were like, "What? Like, I, I do love lemon meringue, but I don't like key lime. But like yeah, somehow, key lime is, yeah, it does. It's it tastes awkward. It doesn't feel like like regular pie. Like, it's just like, what am I eating right now? This is like a like a fucked up flan. <laughs> you know? Yes. Fucked up flan, indeed. So, welcome to Cabin Fever. My name is Tony, and with me is, as always, is my main man, Essential Ed. What up? I prefer Ed Essential. Ed Essential? No, I don't. That's too hard to say. Essential Ed. Well, either way. Well, we just call you Ed for short. <laughs> and like and big, you no I longer like, have a nickname. I like Big Head Ed for short. Big Head Ed. Okay. B-H-E. So... We call this cabin fever because at this point I am ready to murder my entire family. I am, I have a wife and two children. Uh, that being said, I figure just a good way of getting things out into the open and being able to talk about it for myself is that I go, just go ahead and have a podcast about it and talk to you, the listener. Uh, Ed is, works for Whole Foods. We will not say which one to protect uh, for anonymity's sake, as it were. He will most likely drop a, an allude to where he is, which. <laughs> do the math. Which one do the math. Problem. That's yeah. on you. That's on you. He, he will allude to it, and if you want to go ahead and connect the dots, you can. But it feels like a lot of trouble for uh, just listening to a good story. So Ed is considered essential because he works for a supermarket. Thank you for your service, Ed. Salute. That, that happens a lot, right? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, can I ask you something though? What? Do you think that uh, the coronavirus made you non-essential? Do you think that you've kind of always been non-essential? Um, I've always known that I was an essential, but essential, if you really think about it, is a relative term. Amen. I am essential to my particular business, but in the broad scheme of things, no, my, my job was not essential. Uh, I don't go to work. Uh, my wife is essential. She is a uh, school principal and she's, yeah, so that's a score. Yeah. Thank her for her service, but I'm just kind of hanging out, taking care of the family. You know, that's, uh, and I'm okay with that. I kind of like it. I feel like I do feel a little bit like Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, where I don't know a lot of the things that I'm doing, but I am doing them to the best of my particular ability. And this is week, God, six of this whole thing. Yeah. My go till the end of next year from what I'm reading. Yeah. So it's going to week six and I'm already kind of at my wits end. So here we are. Uh, Ed is uh, here to supply us some perspective and some really good, uh, some really good Solid stories from the outside world. He is my lifeline to others. <laughs> it's rough out there, bro. It's rough. So, so let's just go ahead and start. Uh, how about we just talk about our week? Let's just, uh, and this is our first time doing this. This is our formatting here. We're just, we're formatting as we go. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me how your week started? Uh, Non-essential work though. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how you're handling the coronavirus as far as what you're doing? And, and you know, just uh, go ahead. I'm a turkey. Face me. Gotcha. Non-essential work. Um, I usually edit, do things on the computer for pleasure. Um, I don't mean touch myself to porn, but 
sometimes that is part of it. Um, I would also say watching, binge watching a bunch of things. Um, my latest, uh, probably most recent thing I've done is watch McMillions. I love watching the system get fucked, screwed. So watching someone manipulate the Monopoly game for McDonald's. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen Sopranos, but it felt like I was watching Sopranos some way. I don't know how. Did you ever think that it wasn't actually? I knew it was, but I thought it was just like, you know, they send Boardwalk to the East Coast and they send Park Place to the West Coast and they'll never, they'll never, they'll never cross paths. And, but that there was still the potential for it to maybe happen. I didn't realize that like someone was manipulating the whole thing literally and it was organized crime. Like I did not think I was fucking like seven years old or 15 years old. I'm, I'm not thinking that deep, you know what I mean? But then to watch it now and, you know, to name another thing that people have been binge watching and are super into and it's in the zeitgeist right now, uh, Tiger King. It's like watching Tiger King. It's, it slowly unravels and then you realize how big this web is and this whole character of people that don't even feel like they're, like they're real. Like, you're like, is this person, this is this a real person? And then you like another, meet another one. You're like, this is a real person? And they like are all in, in you know, contact with each other. <laughs> this is weird, man. It's like watching Jerry Springer for like five hours. And except the episodes are connected. It's like, what's going on around this place? That really is something that's going on. I mean, it used to, it's always, you know, ever since the Netflix stopped at mailing everybody DVDs, it's gone to this streaming binge watching item that, that everybody's doing and i think it's awesome but uh that seems to be all we can talk about these days is what we're binge watching uh and that's awesome because uh, honestly i binge watch all the time i mean as i said i am non-essential uh but yeah, but i mean if you say, turn on the if you turn on the news and like i don't do that very often i listen to sports radio more than i listen to like news radio but i listen to it sometimes or watch the new, watch TV in general, like real TV. Mm-hmm. All they do is talk about coronavirus. It's ad nauseum. It's very hard to use that term in a sentence, but they cover coronavirus ad nauseum. Like it's, you have to talk about what you're watching. You have to talk about what you're cooking. You have to talk about your bowel movement. Anything but coronavirus. You know what I mean? It just helps maintain your sanity on some level. At this point, I would wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I'm, uh, and it's, it's become a prevalent part of our lives, which is, is interesting. I mean, part of me is, doesn't even believe it. I got the conspiracy theorist in me, the guy who uh, back, in, back before in 2011 wanted to, to go ahead and uh, move to Colorado because it's a mile high off the ground to make sure that when 2012 happened, all the water would be, wouldn't be as high as a mile and I'll be okay. That guy, uh, he's having a field day in my mind. I actually remember that guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Wholeheartedly. I totally remember having that conversation with you a few times. Yeah. And honestly, right now, my mind is blowing up a little by little and, like, just exploding because I really have nothing to talk about. Like, you know, my kids are great and all, but they're kids, you know? Like, I can't hit them with the hard-hitting stuff right now. You know, <laughs> they're not quite certain. I let them figure it out and come to me about that. That's not my job to go ahead and uh, disillusion them on the, the terribleness of the world. But uh, it's just kind of wild because uh, part of me is like every day I see something. How, on- how old are your kids again? My kids? Uh, my kids are 10 and – no, no, I'm sorry, 11 and 9. Uh, 11 and 9, I got two sons, and they are both uh, 
they're both driving me crazy, to be quite honest. Uh, and I get, I think that's uh, their I'm job okay with at that, that age. What was that? It's kind of their job at that age. Yeah, it is your job as a kid. Like you have three brothers. I think you remember when you were one of them were nine and someone else was eleven. It's just like nothing but fuckery all day. Yeah, it it really was. I I I look at them and when they fight. And I'm like, okay, would I have fought over? Oh, hell yeah, I would have fought over that. He took my pencil. That's my pencil. <laughs> I don't care if there are 15 other pencils lying there on the friggin' floor. Yeah. He can have one of those floor pencils. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, like that's that's how I figure it. Uh, and that's how I see. That's what I'm seeing happening now. Happening now around with my kids, you know. And it's it's just annoying because uh, my wife, being a principal. Uh, that order is that will not stand. So it's just looking at me. Why aren't you handling this? And I'm like, because they're fighting over a pencil. One day, like maybe both of them will have a pencil, half a pencil at the end of this whole thing, and we're gonna be fine. Like, well, I, I, why do I gotta get involved? Could be a life lesson in there somewhere. It, it, that's generally what I tell. That, that's my generic answer to my wife when she asks why I'm not stopping every ridiculous fight and all their ridiculous actions. Is like, dude. Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Yeah. You know, like maybe at some point the lesson will be learned, but you got to let it play out. If no blood, if no blood is drawn, I feel like it's always a life lesson. There you go. Yeah. If I don't have to go to the hospital or patch, I mean, I don't even mind putting blood, like you know, band aids or whatever. But as long as I'm go to the hospital, I think I'll be okay. Like yeah. don't break any bones, you know. And they are kid gloves, you know, the way they fight. Different, yeah, different perspective. Like my daughter and my niece. You know, well, they're 18 and 17 right now, or 18 and 16. So, obviously, I'm not around them right right now. Uh, But growing up, bad, peaceful, man. I mean, it was occasionally some, like, creative differences while they were trying to uh, make a restaurant in the bedroom or do things like that. And the fights were like, who's going to be this and do that? But it was nothing, I imagine, like having two boys two years apart. Uh, It's like, no, you're on the fries. Yeah, no, no, fuck you, kid. I'm working the register. You're on the fries. I was, I was who's going to do the entertainment and who's taking orders? And oh, there like, you go. Yeah, you're working. You'd be like, who's, you can't remember the orders or your writing is not good. And that would be the fight. Like, I'm taking uh, orders. Handwriting call outs. <laughs> yeah, you know, things like that. Like, no, one, no one's swinging over that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take my goddamn pencil, I'm swinging on you. Yeah. It was like, do you, I need a pencil. He asked me, I need a pencil, my oldest. Uh, uh, my youngest just brought a bunch of pencils home from the school because my wife went over there and, and came, brought them back. And they are all like snazzy pencils, you know. They're, they're yeah. pretty cool looking pencils. You know, some of them had like Naruto logos on them and stuff. You know, oh, that's nice. just like currency. School-wise, they're like the cigarettes of school, you know. And, <laughs> and, and he looks, you could see his, his ears poke up and he's like, he wants a pencil. And my wife yells, there's a bunch on the counter. And he snaps up, shoots over there. I hear, and he just has the pencil. Next thing you know, they're both in the backyard, right? Circling around each other like a pit fight. (laughs) And he's like, give me a pencil. I have class. No, these pencils are mine. (laughs) The whole time, I swear to God, my oldest had a pencil in his hand. He had actually found a pencil. But the audacity of the youngest to take the pencils and friggin' run with them, like the little rotten thief that he is, is <laughs> like, no, how dare you? I, I, I demand my split of the, of the pencils. And I'm like, 
dear God, man. I, I feel like we just ten minutes late for for school. I feel like we just encapsulated mankind through that uh, analogy. It was we're, miserable. We're always just trying to get someone else's pencil with a pencil in our own hand. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, gotta be. I guess on the way to the kitchen to go find the pencils, he found one, and was like, "Oh, I'll just use this one." It didn't, didn't matter. It didn't matter then. <laughs> it, it was a very frustrating day, and. Uh, I mean, this is this happens all day long. This is my life now. I mean, I'm sure this happens to a lot of people, but and I'm sure maybe if you can relate, if you can relate, you know what? I'm gonna put up a little a website or a little blog or maybe an email address, and if you want to go ahead and hit me up, and I'll I'll drop your reasons why you want to like something your kids did today, and you know, that'll be fun. I would say call it Mr. Mom, but people get so crazy about the gender issues these days. Mr. Mom. What are you trying to say? Yell PC principal on you. Good call. We'll call it Mr. and Mrs. Parent. That sounds, Mr. or Ms. Parent. That sounds uh -huh. like a non-denominational holiday play. Like, it sounds really boring. Okay, fine. We'll call it... Um, How about dicks and tits? I don't know. That'll get them going, but I think we might get the wrong story. <laughs> get the, so you ever seen the movie Vulgar? No, I have not seen the movie Vulgar. Okay. <laughs> like, it's on my queue. I bought it. I saw it a long time ago, and I've been scared to watch it for like the past twenty years because I can't get certain images out of my head. Um, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm just back to the point in my life twenty years later uh, where I'm ready to watch it again. Uh, I was just curious. So, speaking of essential items, uh, Ed, why don't you go ahead and tell us how it feels to be essential? I would call that non-essential, but uh, being essential is, you know. People up in your grill all day, not respecting personal space. At least everyone's wearing a mask right now, and I'm not a germaphobe in any way, shape, or form. But um, I get what precautions are and like safety. I did also travel to San Francisco and Seattle uh, as it was all going down. So I also get the other side of not believing what you read or what you hear on the news. Um, so I do know it's not everything that they say it is but i do know it's also safe it's also better to be cautious than not um but on that note at work uh basically every day is uh more mentally harsh i would say than physically um but you know you do little things to keep your day going so perfect example the other day um you know i could play music and it's in the right area where Customers can't really hear it, so I can like kind of blast it and kind of enjoy it. But if I want, you know, my, my phone's in my pocket, so I can always just turn it up real quick. So there's a lot of people I work with that watch wrestling. So so what I was doing, I uh, downloaded the, the uh, WWE Greatest Hits, which has everything from John Cena to Undertaker to uh, I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. Exactly. So, yeah, that's Shawn Michaels, baby. Exactly. So, you know, people are walking by and I'd be playing it. But then depending on like what song was on, if I saw someone walk by, because everyone walks by my area of the store, um, I would be like, oh, let me turn this up. And there was only one person who I put Stone Cold up so damn loud. And I told her later what I had done. And she's like, I wish I would have known that. Like, I love Stone Cold. And she was like, so, but everybody else <laughs> They're just like, you know, everyone's trudging through their day, their heads down. They hear uh, Sexy Boy, and I just see people walk past, and I'm like, their head snaps up real quick, like, is that 
Are you playing Shawn Michaels right now? Like, what's going on back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going. And there, you know, under, uh, so many, such a weird little thing that you would not think would make uh, your day a little better. But that's kind of what this this era is, and this time is you got to take, uh, you got to find those little things that make you chuckle, that make the day seem a little more light uh, in the heart. I know the parks are open now. Go take a walk, get some sun, bitch. Yeah, I like that. I like that attitude. I like the idea of being able to, you know, because that's a mundane task going to the store. I mean, unless you're really into it and you have the, your plan and you're a real like structured person that way. I mean, most people go to the store. They're like, hey, I got to get what I got to get. And then, you know, to be able to like, you know, look at the guy who's who's packing stuff up and he's playing playing a killer jam. You're like, hey, man, it's a good song right there. You know, and you just made somebody's day and it, to, but you know what? Thank you for being essential. Salute. I like that. I, you know what? I think uh, that's something we're going to go with is uh, get people on here and thank them for being essential. Get their essential idea. stories. They need to talk about their day, man. Nice. Their, family don't, their family don't care. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> your story walking. <laughs> Did you bring food home or not? Yeah, really. I feel that way sometimes, you know. I get there, look around and be like, hey, I got an idea. Who wants to do a puzzle? And you look around and then one is on the PlayStation, the other one's looking at your phone and just like swirling around with it. And then, and then you look, you go look at your wife and she's sitting on her bed just trying to be as quiet as possible so the kids don't mess with her. And she's looking on her phone, probably looking at Instagram or something or guys, she, you know, looking up guys on social media. She used to, date. I don't know. <laughs> I just sitting there thinking like, wow, okay, so maybe I'll, I'll do the puzzle. <laughs> when was the last time you did a puzzle? uh yesterday you finished a whole puzzle or you started a puzzle dude i can finish a puzzle of a clear blue friggin' sky nowadays in, in about 20 minutes like, how many pieces are we talking about like uh, the last puzzle i did was 300 i just did a 300 wow. small 300 puzzle uh but i've done plenty of big ass puzzles i I'm, I'm not a puzzle nerd or anything but uh everything i just said just painted me as one no i feel like doing the 300 piece is uh or like 500 and under it's an accomplishable task and when you start doing them big ones especially if it's like a gorilla's ass um it's very hard to finish if it's like a thousand plus pieces it's just you start getting like dizzy almost I mean, it's like you're looking at the same piece over and over and just tr it's more trial and error than it is like mental planning at that point you're just sitting there checking them checking them checking them. yeah nope. you're not nope. you're, there's no it's nope. just no and, and you're not even going to finish it likely and it's going to take you longer than you want and and then it's a task but saying under 500 i never thought about this i verbalizing this feels very good to me very good yeah, i i decided that I, I grabbed a few like small puzzles on amazon thinking i could do them with the kids mm -hmm. uh you know or they can do them or whatever what <laughs> and, were the images uh, what was that what were the images of um my kids are really into naruto nice the, uh yeah the, the japanese Japanese Harry Potter. Uh, so <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you identify it? Well, it literally is the Japanese Harry Potter. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> if I, you can think about that later. And if you ever watch Naruto, you'll understand what, that, what I mean. Uh, but huh. yeah, it was a, one was like a, him with a, a knife in his hand and a ninja star in the other. And he's like posing. And Naruto. And the other one uh, was of the team his team team seven 
Yeah. With Team Sasuke or no Sasuke? Yes, with Sasuke is no no Sai. Not Sai. That guy's Sasuke fake. Hey, that guy can draw though. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> so so let's go ahead. So before we get out of here. Apologies to all the Psy fans out there not listening. Yeah, there are no Psy fans, by the way. That's not a, that is an oxymoron, sir. Psy, Psy is... There's some young goth artist out there who's just like, I love Psy, man. No, no, one, no one ever celebrates him. That somehow this is going to cross his path and he's going to be like, fuck those guys. Yeah, well, you subscribe know and hit subscribe. That's how it works. Hey, that's fine. If I'm his Howard Stern, <laughs> exactly, I'll be, I'll be the bane of his of size existence. Uh, if you do, and just because it sounds too much like a freaking inside joke, Psy is a character that comes into the middle of the show and inserts himself, or the, obviously the artist inserts him, the guy who made the comic, uh, inserts him in, and he is well-hated because he's just a facsimile of the character who's replacing, uh, but it makes zero sense because the character who's replacing is still alive and is like a bad guy now. So it makes no, it was just a bad choice. Does he ever identify him as a fake Sasuke, like you're my weak replacement? Ah, I wish he did. I don't think he does. Like, it seems like it should have happened. I'm trying to think. I'm going through episodes in my head. I don't feel like he ever did one of those. Yeah, I'm reminded of that that show, Roseanne, when they replaced uh, not Darlene, the other one. Oh, uh, Becky. Becky. Becky with another Becky. Yeah. He wasn't the same Becky. You know, it was obvious. That's That's not the same war machine, and that's not the same Aunt Viv. You know what I mean? Like, it happens all the time. Yeah, I understand. Not the same Dumbledore. I didn't know that. I don't watch Harry Potter. That's why I'm thinking about this Naruto thing. How did you know Dumbledore was from Harry Potter? Because I've watched them. I just have not enjoyed them to the point where I paid attention a lot. Well, either way, Naruto is the, the, the Japanese Harry Potter, so you've seen it. How about, before? because this was going to be a short one today, I figured we'd just go ahead and do some talking and get to know everybody, get to, they get to know us. Uh, what are you watching? Besides, you already said McMillions and you've already seen it. What what are you watching right now, and what's on your plate? What what's what's next? What's on deck? You said deck or no? What's what are you watching now, and what's on deck? Was that an E or an I? What do you think it was? I don't know. I can't tell you. I have a heavy, very thick accent. Well, deck like in baseball. Gotcha, gotcha. Upper deck, upper deck. Uh... Upper deck. <laughs> it's the only way I could. Um, what I would say I'm watching right now is uh, I started watching Bear Grylls um, hey. on um, National Geographic. I mean, I watched the original um, Man vs. Wild and then got kind of personally hurt and offended when I realized they stay at hotels over the night when the cameras go off, when they made that whole realization. But I do realize he is, you know, he was in the British Secret Service or whatever. Uh, he's definitely trained well on how to survive. So it's not like anything he was teaching isn't true. He is still giving good advice, survival techniques, and just good things to know. Uh, in general, if you're caught out in the middle of nowhere, if your plane crashes or you're just stuck somewhere for no reason, for some reason, I've always been interested in that. Uh, so it didn't matter to me that he was going to hotels. So when I saw the National Geographic show, I started watching it. This is like five, five seasons, so I think I've watched one and maybe two. And I just hadn't been watching it for a long time. You know, you go on Disney, I usually go down that Marvel rabbit hole. Um, I don't pull out 
too often, and I mean that in life and in uh, the Marvel Hulk. Uh, but if you go to the National Geographic one, the uh, the Gold Bloom show is pretty interesting, and uh, I've been enjoying the Bear Grylls, and I also have that the Gold Bloom uh, show. Yeah, there's a show where it's like Jeff Goldblum goes to different iconic things. For example, like one is coffee or jewelry, and he'll just cover that in his own way for like 30 minutes. It's like a short. And he covers all types of different things. The new things. Bourdain? Is he trying to be the new Bourdain? I think slightly because they kind of need something like that on a National Geographic channel. Hmm. And he's he's kind of odd and his his take on things are definitely like a different, um, you know, from a different angle. But yeah. but also too much Goldblum, you kind of realize he's kind of annoying. And yeah, he's a one-trick pony, dude. That yeah. jerkiness. And then if you look at all his acting roles, it's like, oh, he's a... Who who else do they talk about always playing the same character? Like like uh, Chris Farley always plays the same character in different intensities. Yeah, that's like exactly that. what he does. Yeah. The only difference is he didn't die young, so no one so no one notices that. You can't uh, drop that at uh, at Farley's footsteps quite. Yeah, because he didn't give you the chance to. If, I mean, if Farley was around twenty years later, how annoying do you think his movies would be or his character? Yeah, good call. So, uh, so that's on Disney Plus. Yes, sir. National Geographic. Uh, so you can watch it on uh, Nat Geo. All right, all right. Yeah, or you can watch it on Nat Geo. No, well, it's just a... Is that a channel still? Possibly, but who watches channels anyway? Oh, what's on my plate? I gotta watch that goddamn Jordan thing, man. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched the Jordan thing. Well, today, today is episode three and four, so I'm really behind. I'm, so, I'm deep in the Imagineers right now. And you get that up. There's a Disney Plus, uh, a Disney Plus documentary called Imagineers. It's about uh, Imagineering and how it started, like the beginning of Disneyland. It started from literally the beginning of Disneyland all the way up till now. Like, or, you know, like about when they did uh, the Star Wars stuff, you know, and I'm like kind of at the end of it. And it was really good. That's something that totally, if you are ever, if you're, if you are a, just a textile minded person or just somebody who likes crafts and things like that. And just like the whole, the whole story of it was insane. Like it was really good. Like Walt Disney mortgaged all his property, his house and everything to make Disneyland. Like all of it. He, if Disneyland had gone under, we would not know who Walt Disney is. He would have been that guy who made this park a, a, in Orange County that died. Like seriously. And, and he spared no expense with the park. Try, like he was basically... <laughs> A dude from Jurassic Park, except he kind of nailed it because he didn't make di- he didn't bring dinosaurs back to life. Either way, <laughs> like that. That being said, like and it kind of goes off of that how he created the Imagineers and their Imagineering station. You know, like the everything that they did is like all the Imagineers they create the parks. So there's what like twelve Disneyland parks across the world, and they create them themselves. Like and they they it shows how they do it and how they make and everything they do is all new. It's always some groundbreaking thing that they do and they had to try out. It's pretty cool. If you're into that, it's totally worth it. Um, on deck, I do not know what's on deck. I am in the middle of showing my kids also Lord of the Rings. And the extended versions, because they are old enough to watch how it supposedly was supposed to be made. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're long. Yeah, where are they in the first movie or the second movie right now? They, they are knee deep in the two towers right now. Uh, you, say, you say that because of the marsh? I like that. 
Yeah, that they, that's why I did that. The bog. No, <laughs> the bog. Oh yeah, there was a bog in that. The one thing I, that stands out to me in that is okay. I'm just gonna leave you with this. Let's say you, you remember this movie, right? Of course, hundred percent. Like this might be a geek geeky kind of thing to say because I really love the movies. That's why me and my wife are both showing our kids the movies. We're we're kind of nerdy like that. We love good stuff like that. Uh, but there's a scene, the Helm's Deep is the name of the, the castle that oh, yeah, know, it's it's big, crazy, badass orcs are showing up at. And they do, ten, tens of thousands of them. Um, and everybody's on the wall with like bows and arrows, like archers. Um, so they show up, these, these, these orcs show up, and then they start like going, they start like rallying themselves up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and you can tell that they're like psyching themselves up and putting some fear into the other people. And Aragorn goes, hold. Like, why are you holding right now? Just shoot. And if you're like, oh, they're too far away. No, because some old man fires the first shot and nails a guy right in the gob. So <laughs> why don't you just start shooting now when they show up? So more of them die. Like, because it felt like if anybody died with arrows in their uh, quiver, mm -hmm. is that what it's called? Yeah. If you die with arrows in your quiver, you didn't do your job. You wasted, you didn't waste all your bullets. You were non-essential. You were non-essential. And that being said, this has been Cabin Fever. Hey, Ed, anything to say before we leave? Uh, no, just treat each other nice. Love each other. And, uh... This will be over in five years. Nice. A nice positive outlook for my man, Essential Ed. But to be oh, fair, he oh, is sorry. Essential. He can say whatever the hell he wants. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, stay the fuck off the beaches, you goddamn Californians. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it is really a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, yeah, please do. Please do stay off the beaches. This has been Cabin Fever, our first ever episode. Ed, thanks for joining. All right. It was great. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll spread this out. We'll have a little more fun with it. Maybe even bring some people in, talk with them, interview them, what it's like to be essential. I think this is going to be a good one. I think this will spread faster than the coronavirus. That is too soon, my friend. Is we'll it? catch you guys next week. 